Hello and welcome back to The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment with Gilda and Barbara. We are doing a book study on this book written by Eckhart Tolle and we hope you have your copy so that you can follow along. Today we are on Chapter 9, Section 5, Beyond Happiness and Unhappiness, There is Peace, The Nature of Compassion. My name is Barbara Wainwright and I'm here with Gilda Simonet. Welcome, Gilda. Thank you. Yay, I think this is pretty cool, the nature of compassion. I know yeah. some people that don't know what compassion means. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, the nature of compassion. Having gone beyond the mind-made opposites, you become like a deep lake. The outer situation of your life and whatever happens there is the surface of the lake. Sometimes calm, sometimes windy and rough according to the cycles and seasons. Deep down, however, the lake is always undisturbed. You are the whole lake, not just the surface, and you are in touch with your own depth, which remains absolutely still. You don't resist change by mentally clinging to any situation. Your inner peace does not depend on it. You abide in being, unchanging, timeless, deathless, And you are no longer dependent for fulfillment or happiness on the outer world of constantly fluctuating forms. You can enjoy them, play with them, create new forms, appreciate the beauty of it all. But there will be no need to attach yourself to any of it. A student asks, when you become this detached, does it not mean that you also become remote from other human beings? Eckhart says, on the contrary. As long as you are unaware of being, the reality of other human beings will elude you because you have not found your own. Your mind will like or dislike their form, which is not just their body, but includes their mind as well. True relationship becomes possible only when there is an awareness of being. Coming from being, you will perceive another person's body and mind as just a screen, as it were, behind which you can feel their true reality as you feel yours. So, when confronted with someone else's suffering or unconscious behavior, you stay present and in touch with being and are thus able to look beyond the form and feel the other person's radiant and pure being through your own. At the level of being, all suffering is recognized as an illusion. Suffering is due to identification with form. Miracles of healing sometimes occur through this realization. By awakening being, consciousness, and others, if they are ready. At the level of being, all suffering is recognized as an illusion. This goes back to the last section that we looked at where he said resistance or non-acceptance of what is, is insanity. And that's what causes suffering because as soon as you are in acceptance of what is, there is no suffering. There is enlightenment. I agree. So suffering is due to identification with form or resistance to what is. Miracles of healing sometimes occur through this realization by awakening being consciousness in others. If they That's are it's repeat. a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> if you can awaken being consciousness in others, that's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, and there will be some kind of a healing that occurs in that moment. Student's question, is that what compassion is? And Eckhart says, yes, 
Compassion is the awareness of a deep bond between yourself and all creatures. But there are two sides to compassion, two sides to this bond. On the one hand, since you are still here as a physical body, you share the vulnerability and mortality of your physical form with every other human and with every living being. Next time you say, I have nothing in common with this person, <laughs> remember that you have a great deal in common. A few years from now, two years or 70 years, it doesn't make much difference. Both of you will have become rotting corpses, then piles of dust, then nothing at all. <laughs> this is a sobering and humbling realization that leaves little room for pride. Is this a negative thought? No, it is a fact. Why close your eyes to it? In that sense, there is total equality between you and every other creature. One of the most powerful spiritual practices is to meditate deeply on the mortality of physical forms, including your own. This is called die before you die. Go into it deeply. Your physical form is dissolving. It's no more. Then a moment comes when all mind forms or thoughts also die. Yet you are still there. The divine presence that you are, radiant, fully awake. Nothing that was real ever died, only names, forms, and illusions. I so believe that. And I believe that essence of who we are, because we're not form, we're not names, we're not the illusions of the physical reality that's here, the immortal, if you will, or the essence that continues and goes on. I think of as our soul. The realization of this deathless dimension, your true nature, is the other side of compassion. On a deep feeling level, you now recognize not only your own immortality, but through that of your own, that of every other creature as well. On the level of form, you share mortality and the precariousness of existence. On the level of being, you share eternal radiant life. These are the two aspects of compassion. In compassion, the seemingly opposite feelings of sadness and joy merge into one and become transmuted into a deep inner peace. This is the peace of God. It is one of the most noble feelings that humans are capable of, and it has great healing and transformative power. But true compassion, as I have just described it, is as yet rare. To have a deep empathy for the suffering of another being certainly requires a high degree of consciousness, but represents only one side of compassion. It is not complete. True compassion goes beyond empathy or sympathy. It does not happen until sadness merges with joy, the joy of being beyond form, the joy of eternal life. Beautiful. Yeah, that is really beautiful. And I like where he talked about when you think you have nothing in common with someone. I mean, he drills down into the point where we're all going to be dust <laughs> at some point. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think about this as human beings, we have physical bodies. We all have, we have eyes, we have ears, we have noses, we have this physical body. Our soul, our spirit has incarnated and we're here having an experience on planet earth how can you say we don't have anything in common <laughs> you know? right. we are human beings having 
this experience here, or I'll say we're spiritual beings having a human experience, but we, we're all having a human experience. We're all here incarnated into this physical body, or as I guess Christians say, resurrected into this physical body. So yeah. a lot in common here. We have a lot in common. And I know, or at least I sense that we are all connected. And if we are all connected, then if you're hurting on some level, so am I. If I hurt you on some level, I've hurt myself. So why would I want to inflict pain on anybody? Because I would only be inflicting pain on myself. I agree because everyone is you pushed out. That makes sense. I've heard people say that people reflect back to us who we are. Other people that come into our lives are a reflection of ourselves. Yes. <laughs> we have good thoughts. <laughs> oh gosh. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of this section. It's sure was a lot shorter than the previous section and a lot shorter than the next section coming up. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So we will see you next week for Chapter 9, Section 6, Toward a Different Order of Reality. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. That's me saying bye for now. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you'd like to go deeper into a spiritual conversation and perhaps even earn a credential as a certified spiritual coach, we encourage you to go to our website, lifecoachtrainingonline.com, and check out our courses, or give us a call at 800-711-4346.